0: Is in memory of Jared Altsham, and today we're going to learn from the parsha of the week. Why are we going to learn the parsha of the week? Because there is we have the we have an online a whole uh, series of parshas, and parsha star we never had a video on. And today we will learn about parsha tzav. But today we will be a special review of what is a speaking Shabbos, and that's it. Will end with parsha tzav, but we'll we'll take, we'll go on a journey in the Bible. But to go on the journey, to go on the journey in the Bible, we will speak about an interesting thing about the Bible. King Moses, before he died, he speaks about the Torah. And he calls that, he gives the Torah a very interesting name. He describes the Torah in an unusual way. On page 1333, Number
1: nineteen. Number nineteen. Now, God's testimony. off the future. Now, write for yourselves this song in Parshish Haazinu.
0: Write for yourself the song. V'atu kisulachem azot. What shira? Song. What it refers to the Torah. Moses names the Torah as a song. What what what, what lays behind this word? A song. When somebody sings a song, and if he's if it's a good singer, the crowd screams "Anko!" Right? In-core. What is encore? Encore. You want more, or you want some, or you want the same thing again? Again. Again, mm-hmm. right? You ever heard a crowd screaming to a rabbi, "Encore! We want the speech again!" I never met such a thing. <laughs> God, the, Moses wanted that the Torah should be a song. It should be singing like a song because a song you remember. Any prayer you will sing it, you remember. Anything it's not sung, nobody knows. Judaism wanted, the, the Torah, you need to understand, the Torah was not, was very, how many people had a book? The, the only way to remember the Torah is reviewing it, again and again and again in a song. From this comes the concept that's called trop. What is trop? The cantilations, of how to read the Torah, with a tune. Now, the tune was evolved. Some people say it comes from Sinai, some people, some opinions say it's evolved. They were two, two, two different tunes, complete, uh, complete different ones, one in Babylon, and one in, the, in Israel. And it's already a thousand years that more or less, it's one type of tune. Kind of, not really, but it's more unified that in the beginning it was just a tune. You need to understand the Torah itself does not have any punctuations. You don't know where the sentence begins, where the sentence ends. That the tune helps you to understand what's going on. How to start the sentence, where to end. By the tune you know, sof pasuk, you know where to end it. Not only this, the tune gives you an understanding of the verse. Is it a question? Is it an answer? The contact, how to understand the verse, the, the story, the tune helps you with it. Over the years, the Jewish people made to the tunes two things. They wrote a language to the tunes. You see, in top of the letters, or underneath of the letters, there is all the signs in the Hebrew side of the Chumash. See, there's, there's, in, for example, on page one, three, now this page, in top of the page, in top there is a line on one side and a line on the other side in top of the two ladders the two walls then you have the, this, these lines are telling you how to read that's called Trop. they tell you how to read the torah now inside the torah the the lines don't don't appear you have to review it before, and when you read on the Torah, you have to be able to remember that. Now, they, they, they wrote, if you want to call, it's musical notes. That's the musical notes that, the Torah, that they made. Not only they make musical notes, they gave the musical notes names. Will you see the names? You see it in the beginning of the Torah. In the beginning of this Chumash, there is printed the names for it. Uh, one page before page one, mm-hmm. for page two. For two before page two. Before page XL. No, oh, no, it's not before Two pages this. before page XL. XXL, okay. XXI. Okay, before page XL. The... Two pages before the page XL. Okay. You see it? Here is the page.
2: No, right. because you're looking at mm-hmm. cancellation marks.
0: There's no page there. No
3: page there.
0: Move further, further. Folder.
3: This
0: is a four page extra. Folder, folder. Let's one more.
4: There's cancellation.
0: It will look very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Found it. Okay. If you look at this, you see cancellation marks. Where are you going? You're on the right page. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you anything just as the
4: name
0: of them. Name of them and the tune. You
3: see Candelation Mark? I
4: do. That's
0: it, don't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't read anything. I know. That's in Igbo, the names for the notes. The notes is in the top or in the bottom. Pashto, Monach zako. That's how you, there is a Pashto, then there is Monach Zarqo, Monach Segol. And everyone has a tone. May I give them a performance? What? <laughs> oh, no.
2: No? Go okay, this is the go munach No?
0: This is the concept. Now this tells you what when you look in the Chumash, you see the notes that by that they gave the tune, the Judaism wrote a language, notes, and gave the notes names in top of it. One of the notes, one of the cantilations is a very real one. One line before the end, the last word, shall shell oh, See the word?
1: Shalsheles,
0: right here, That's the number four. Yes. The Shalsheles is like, a, as, he, as he said it now, it goes very, it's a long Char- tone. That's it, not, to read, uh, not too much. <laughs> it's two poseos. Poseel, In any case, this cantillation You see the line, the top of the shalsheles, the style? The the symbol? Mm squiggly. Yeah. This shows up in the Torah only four times. And that's what we're going to speak about tonight. tonight. Will and why. And sometimes the shalsheles, the tune, the trope, links the connection between all four stories to understand what stands behind the four stories. The first time the Sharsheleth shows up is in Parshish Vayero. In the book of Genesis, the story is page 105. The story is about Lot. Lot was Abraham's nephew, right? Lot came out from from Haran. He joined Abraham to the land of Israel. They came to Israel, it was a famine, they went to Egypt, right? Abraham came out from Egypt, preached, Lot came out from Egypt, reached too. The moment Lot came out from Egypt, he became more arrogant, and started to behave not the right way. To a point that Abram told them, it's not a, not a good idea that both of, us are, both of us will be together. You go, let's separate. You go to the right, I'll go to the left. Let's separate. I'll my shepherds and you shepherds are not working together. It's not good. The us shepherds. Lot looked around. Really chose to live. In Saddam. In Saddam. Why? Saddam was a booming place. Economy in Saddam was amazing. Life was good. And when life is too good, people become arrogant and selfish. And what, and what is happening? In Sodom, they made a rule that nobody is allowed to give charity. It was outlawed. Anybody who is caught giving charity deserves that. God couldn't take it. That it was in the beginning a war between between five kings and four kings and Sodom was captured and Abraham saved them once. Then, Then it was again, God told Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom. One day, two... Two angels show up in Sodom. At that time, Lot was already a big macher in Sodom. He was a judge. He was a big macher. His daughters were married to local people. He he built up his life in Sodom and more. Let's read from inside. Page 105. Go ahead. Top of the page.
1: Two angels came to Sodom in the evening, one to destroy and one to save Lot that day. Lot was anointed to be the chief judge at the gate of Sodom. Lot always looked for guests, so he saw them. He went up to greet them and prostrated himself face to the ground. He said, look now, my lords, please go inconspicuously to your servant's house. Stay overnight, wash your feet, and you can get up early and go on your way. They said, no, we will stay overnight in the street. He urged them strongly so that they went inconspicuously towards his house. When they came to his house, he made them a feast, and he baked matzahs, since it was Pesach, and they ate. Before they went to bed, they were t- uh, talking about the wickedness of the people on the, in the city.
0: Okay, want to continue?
5: The people of Sodom surrounded the house, both young and old, the entire population from every end of the city without exception. They called out to Lot, saying to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us. Let us sodomize them. Well, that's a rashi thing. Lot came out to them at the entrance, and he shut the the door behind him. He said, My brothers, please don't act wickedly. Look, I have two daughters who have never known a man. I'll bring them out to you. You can do to them as you fit. But don't do anything to these men, because they have come under the shelter of my roof. They said, Get out of uh, the way. In response to his protection of his visitors, they said, You are one single person who has come from foreign uh, parts to live here, and now you are rebuking us. Now we'll treat you worse than them. They pushed hard of the man on Lot, and they came forward to break the door.
0: Okay, Martello, okay, continue.
6: The angels stretched their hands out and brought Lot to them, to them in the house, and they shut the door. They struck the men who were at the entrance of the house with a plague of blindness, young and old alike who toiled in vain to find the entrance. The angel said to Lot Who else do you have here? A son-in-law? Your own sons? Your daughters? Get anyone you have in the, in the city out of the area. For we are going to destroy this place. Since the people's outcry is great before God, God has sent us to destroy it.
0: Here they tell him that they came to Sodom to destroy the place. They give him the news. He was just appointed to be a leader. Build himself a new home. Married off his daughters to local people. His whole life is in Sodom. They tell him, this is it. Continue. So Lot.
6: So Lot went and spoke to his two sons-in-law and the fiancés, the fiancés mm-hmm. of his daughters. He said, get moving and get out of here. God is destroying the city. But he seemed like a comedian in the eyes of his son in law
0: Sons in law. Mm-hmm. Continue. You
7: want to continue. Lot is saved, Sodom and Gomorrah are destroyed. Mm-hmm. As the dawn was breaking, the angels heard Lot saying, Get up and take your wife and your two daughters who are willing to come so that you won't be wiped out because of the city's sins. And trying to save his money, he was delayed. He out was
0: of, delayed. <laughs> out of God's pity. Continue, I'm sorry
7: of God pity for him, the angels took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, and they took him out, placing him outside the city.
0: Okay, here we go. Lot, they told Lot, get out, quick, This destroying. He delayed, he hesitated. And the word of in Ibu, it comes here, in this line, um, right after verse, the verse you see, White mama is right here. White mama. Oh, I see it. And the top of the white mama, can you want to show him where it is? White mama?
3: I, can't, I couldn't find it. I almost right in the middle.
4: I do? Yeah. Sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. Sure. You too. Okay. In top of the word white mama,
4: there is a
0: shal-shelet. Why was he... What was the shal Hesit- And Hesit- he hesitated. <laughs> he had a dilemma. What should he do? Should he go? Or should he stay? It was a very hard decision to make, and he couldn't make it. They had to pick him up and put him out of town. Him and, and his wife and his daughters. If not, they would be destroyed too. That the first time there is a shashelet in the
4: Torah,
0: and the worldwide mama," Lot was not sure what to do, and he had to make a quick decision. If the angels helped him, is that (laughs) the original Torah script? Is is what you're saying? The original Torah that was there, or was that? Whenever it was, whenever the tune was put together, there is only four shashelets.
1: Okay,
0: thousand years, fifteen hundred years, two thousand. It's it's for sure very. The Masoretes
1: were putting this together thousand years ago. Okay. Thousands, okay. yes, mm-hmm. for
0: sure. Yeah, the people who did it actually good point to make. The people who really organized it together are the people from Tiberia, <coughs> thousand years ago, who were very, were big. Uh, they, they were keeping the Masoret. They were counting every word, and they actually kept also. You know, there is the famous Bible. I forgot what the name is. The Bible of uh, yeah, so it's from ben. Syria. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Bible from Syria. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it, the, how it came to Syria from, from Israel, from, from Israel. Tiberia. Mm-hmm. What was the name of it? I forgot. Uh, it, Lemongrad no.
1: Codex is not the one. The other one is the... That's not Sinai codex. Ben Ben
0: Ben something. Ben Shalom, Ben... No. Ben It's the text that's used today. Yeah, everything is based on that. That's a whole discussion about it too, but yeah, in general. Basically, these people in Tiberias, a thousand years ago, they put together... Everything together. They're, they're, they, 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 they are the final say on these issues. And the tune, and every word in the Torah, what is the correct spelling, and so on and on. And
2: Tiberius is part of what's now
1: Israel or some is yeah, other
0: country? Yeah, it's in the Israel, in the Ibu University in Jerusalem, owns the, the, this Chumash mm-hmm. from a thousand years ago. But the sad part is Tanakh. The the sad part is that it was in Syria for hundreds of years. The Jews in Syria gave their life to protect it. And they finally brought it to Israel. Some people stole some pages Mm. and sold it.
1: I think a third of it is missing.
0: Ben. yeah. I I have to remember the name. One second.
1: The city you've heard in Syria in the news not too long ago, I, it just escapes me.
2: It's the news because they found something. Where
1: yeah, the, the Bible got moved there, and so it's it's called by that name because that's where the text ended up.
0: Did they ever recover the missing pages?
1: No, no. missing pages have never been recovered. Some
0: some of them are recorded. So
1: they they what had to they use a different the text, Bible? the Leningrad Codex, which was about a few years later, basically to kind of supplement the Codex as a book. Before they had paper.
3: That's what the codex was like. Ke, Aram Zova,
0: Keter Aram Zova. What's it called? Keter Aram Tsova. In Hebrew, at least. Aram Zova is the biblical name for Syria.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But in English, there's a, a different name. I yeah. Know. Different name. Yes. In any case, this is the first time there is a Shoshabet. The second time is one partial later. The story with with um, Abram and Abram calls his servant, right? On page 139, Abram calls his servant and tells them, I want you to look for a shidduch for my son Isaac. What the name of the servant? Eliezer. Page 139. Then we read, we read the story. Abraham was old. Mr. Olgen, you want to start to read it? Okay. Chapter 24.
4: Right. Abraham was old, but still immersed in the daily life. God had blessed Abraham with everything, including a son. Abraham said to his servant, the senior member of the house, who was in charge of everything he had, please place your hand under my thigh and swear an oath. I will make you swear by God the God of the heavens and the, earth, and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites amongst whom I live. Rather, you should go to my land, my birthplace, birthplace and you will take a wife for my son, Yitzchak. The servant said to him, What if the woman will not want to follow me to this land? Shall I take your son back to the land from where you came?
0: You see, he's asking a strange question. Usually he tells them, go find a, son, uh, a Shida, Franco. But if you will not want to go? And if you, what is your business? What is this? The Trashi says, there is a reason why Eliezer was so interested in what if not. In general, if you want to make sure something doesn't work, you start to eat. And if not, and if not, you start to open your mouth. You are predicting the bad future. It's written, there is a saying in Judaism, al tiftach pe la satan. Do not open your mouth for for the Satan. Don't give him an opening. Don't predict the bad side. Here, but if you do not want to go? Who asked you to leave me? I asked you to go, go. Why? The Rashi says, Then uh, Rashi says, I'll close mine
4: too,
0: <laughs> that Eliezer had a daughter, and he wanted to, marry, to yeah. marry Isaac's son. Eliezer wanted to be a Mechutonim. It's a word that says exist only in Hebrew and in Yiddish. No word in English for Mechutonim. Why oh, are you called uh, your child's in laws? There's no name for them. It's my child in laws. No name. In Igbo, there is a name in Israel, it's a baby, Mechutm. Eliezer wanted to be a Mechutm with Abram. He wanted his grandchildren to be the grandchildren of Abram too. Very nice. But guess what? Abram told them it's all nice and fine. You're a good guy. You're a wonderful guy, but you are a descendant of Canaan, of Ham, and I'm a descendant of shame. Right? the two sons of Noah, Shem and Ham. And Ham was cursed, and Shem was blessed. And it doesn't go together. Basically, the idea that to marry within the family started by Abram. That he says, you're all nice and fine, Eliezer was his closest person, and he trusted him with everything. He told him, but for marriage, it's a different story. But now, now Isaac, is, now Eliezer is on the road, and is and he's traveling. We'll turn the page. And Eliezer's successful trip, page one forty-one. Right, continue.
2: The servant took ten camels from his master's stock of muzzled camels, and he left. In his hand was all his master's belongings. He set out and went to Aram Naharayim, Nahor's city. He made, the, he made the camels lie down at, outside the city beside the well of water towards the evening time when the girls go out to draw water. He said, he oh. said here he had a prayer. Go ahead. He said, "O oh God, the God of my master Avraham, please let something happen to me today and do kindness to my master Avraham. Look, I am standing by the water well. The daughters of the city's residents are coming out to draw water. If I say to a girl, please tilt down your pitcher and let me drink, and she says, drink, and I will also give you your candles to drink, she will be fit to be chosen by you for your servant, for Yitzhak, since she performs acts of kindness. If she is from the right family and shows kindness, I will know that through her you have acted kindly with my master.
0: Okay, let's stop right here. He made a whole prayer. God should give him a sign. Who is the goal? How is she going to know who is, who is from the family of Abraham? The, the whole city. Because he, he can spend a week here. Then he gave her a sign. He prayed to God. And for a prayer to be answered, it has to be sincere. Right? Even if a sincere prayer not always is answered. But if you want the prayer, the number one ingredient for a prayer to be answered is you really mean it. But here Eliezer had a problem. His heart was, it was like, split it in half. On one end, he wants his mission to be successful. He wants Isaac to find a Shidduch from Abraham's family because that's Abraham's wish. On the other end, if not, hmm. he has a better chance. He had a dilemma. He overcame his dilemma and he decided to pray to God wholeheartedly. And the beginning of his prayer, Vayomar, and he said, and the second line, on page 142, in the Hebrew side, and the second line, at the beginning of the sentence, Vayomar, there is, in top of it, a shalshelet. See it? Vayomar Hashem Okay, I don't need. And then, ill, he, uh, he had to overcome a crisis, to overcome a dilemma, hesitation. Yes or no? Should I pray? Should, should, would I really wish that, 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 that it's going to be successful or maybe not? He agreed. He, he came to, to conclusion, in peace with himself, that he really wants that his masters. That his mission should be successful and Isaac should find the Shidduch from his own family. That's the second Sharshal lesson in the Torah. Now we we'll move to the third one. Going to page 261. the story of Joseph. No matter what topic you talk about in the Torah, you almost can never run away from the story of Joseph. Such a trauma that everything in the Torah is kind of connected to it. Joseph was sold by his brothers, hated, sold. You know, I came lately to the conclusion, and all happened because Rachel died. If Rachel would be alive, everything would be different. It would never happen. She would keep the, the, the house together, the family together. She would make sure everything is in place. Rachel died. The whole house fell apart. From the to, Jacob was not the same person. Whole thing. Other people took control. The kids took control of the house and that's what happened. They sold Joseph. They wanted to kill him, right? Lucky Joseph, they didn't kill him. They sold him. Joseph is in Egypt. He has nowhere to look back. He's not going back. His future is Egypt, right? That's his future. God blessed him. He was sold to a, to a very powerful man as a slave. Who is Potiphar? Who is, Potipha? who is The chief executioner. You can just imagine. That was number two after Pharaoh. The chief executioner in Egypt was the guy that everybody was afraid of. Him. It could be Pharaoh himself. Let's read now, page 261, top of the page.
3: Yosef and Potiphar's house. Yosef had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, Pharaoh's officer, chief of the butchers, a native Egyptian, purchased him from the Arabs who had brought him down here. God was with Yosef, and he became a successful person while he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the name of God was always on his lips, and that whatever he put to his... Put his hand, too, God made successful. Yosef found favor in his master's eyes, and he attended to him personally. Potiphar appointed him over his house, and he gave everything he had into Yosef's hand. What happened was that from the time that he appointed Yosef over his house and over everything he had, God blessed the house of the Egyptian because of Joseph. God's blessing was found in everything he had, in the house and in the field. He left everything he had in Yosef's hand. And he didn't care to know about anything of his except the crumpet that he ate. Since Joseph was in control, he pampered himself so. Joseph had handsome features and a beautiful complexion. God said, "You are pampering yourself while your father mourns. I will incite the Potiphar's wife against
0: you." Okay. So far, life is beautiful. He is by the strongest men in Egypt, and he became the CEO, the head of the whole operation. Everything in the house you trusts Joseph. And whatever Joseph is doing is successful. Then Joseph, in his own life, where is his future? In Egypt, right? He has has nowhere to go. He cannot go back to Israel. And in Egypt, he he has a a job opportunity, an amazing job opportunity. He's a slave of the strongest person in Egypt, and life is great. And he's successful, and he gave him the best job there. Beautiful. Go ahead. Here starts the problems.
1: Then, after these words of God, his master's wife cast her eyes on Yosef, and she said, Sleep with me.
0: Simple as that!
1: But he refused. He said to his master's wife, Look, my master doesn't care to know about any of my affairs in this house, and he has given everything that's his, his into my hand.
0: Now I'm asking you. She, the master's wife, is asking for him to do it to refuse. This is a smart move. Now in Egypt, you better be like an Egyptian, so to speak. You cannot go back to Israel. If he refuses to do his, to his wife's master, what end up later? Because of that she accused them of rape, right? And he ended up in jail for 12 years, you know that? Joseph, because he refused to the master's wife, he ended up in jail. Let's read a little further. Go ahead.
1: In this house, there is no one greater than me, and he was not withheld anything from me except you, since you are his wife. So how could I do this extremely wicked act and sin against God? When she would speak to Joseph day in and day out, he would not listen to her, even to lie in the same bed as her, or to be with her. Then, when a certain religious holiday arrived, Yosef came to the house to do his business. And none of the members of the house were there in the house, since they had all gone to the temple of idolatry. She grabbed him by his clothes, saying, sleep with me. Yosef dashed off and went outside, leaving his clothes in her hand.
0: OK, continue, Mom.
5: Then, when she saw that he had left his clothes in her hand, and he had dashed outside, she called the members of her house and spoke to them, saying, See, my husband brought us a Hebrew man who depraved us. He came to me to lie with me, but I called loudly. And so when he heard that, I raised my voice and screamed. He left his clothes with me and dashed off outside.
0: Okay. She accused them of trying to rape, right?
5: hmm
0: What was the outcome? Continue.
5: She left his clothes besides her until Yosef's master came home. Then she told him the same thing again, saying, the Hebrew slave that you brought us came to me to me, and then when I raised my voice and screamed, he left his clothes with me and dashed outside. Then when Yosef's master heard his wife's report, which she told him, saying, your slave did this, this thing to, uh, like this to me, he became furious. Yosef's master took him and put him into prison, the place where the king's prisons, okay. prisoners were. Okay, he put in prison. him in
0: his prison for. He put him in prison. Did Joseph for trying to do the right thing, not for trying, for doing the right thing, end up in prison for 12 years? 12 years!
2: But. But if he, if, if he had
1: done it, he would yeah. have been executed.
0: No, not necessarily.
1: Nobody would
2: have
0: found out. Nobody would have found out. I think it was the you know we can tell you about you know, the rules. I mean, uh, the, who says there was the rules in Egypt?
1: Okay. <laughs> what do you think the movie The Graduate got its ideas from? It's the story hmm. exactly, and they changed the plot, you know, because plot. he right. sleeps with the, with the
0: now. Let's the turn mother. the page back. There are, there are this vote in number eight, but he refused, and the world refused. It's in the ibu side, V'yeh Ma'en. Yeah, thank you. Found it? Oh. No, no, it's higher, higher. V'yeh Ma'en is here. Chet, where is the verse Chet? See V'yeh Ma'en? V'yeh Ma'en. And he refused. The Torah knows refuge. it was a big, big decision. Very hard to make this decision. He had to overcome everything. All his gander every power Yet, Because he had no reason. righteousness point of view. Is not, he's away from his family. He's the boss from his family. His future in Egypt. Now he's killing his future in Egypt too. Now he really has nowhere to go. It's almost like when Esther went to the king, she knew she's risking her life. Same thing is there. This hesitation that he had to be with her, to, to refuse, and he didn't have a, It's written that he came to the house, and he almost did it because she so seduced him so hard. But then he looked in the window, and Joseph looked just like his like just like his father Jacob, and he saw Jacob. And when he saw Jacob, he thought to himself. He remembered his father. He, like, standing in front of his father. So how could he do such a thing? That saved his life. That saved him. That was the third child Shalos. The big, big decision that had to be made, taken place. Yes or no? I'm on this side or on this side? The fourth Shal Shal Shalos is in Parashat Tzav. Parashat we just learned this Shalos. And the fourth and the last one. That's it. There is no more in the Torah. And I'm telling you, not because I know all the Shashelos in the Torah, I remember because I read it for somebody who knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I will not take credit for
2: it. So, so the, the people from Tiberias
0: really knew this well.
1: Mm. <laughs> you can and say forward, this again, there. my friend. I mean, really. <laughs> they were the Bible scholars, literally. <laughs> they, they put it together. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they had to go over all the all the errors and prior editions and things like that and standardize the text.
7: I
3: see. I thought the text was standardized from the very first one. Still morning. it was, mm-hmm. there
0: is an argument about a few words, how you spell it. How you spell it in a way that does not make them different in the meaning of the word. There is, a, I think, four words or seven words that there is an argument. Spell it with a vowel, without a vowel. things that doesn't... Here, Huh? It's a
5: hair and olive at the end. Only
0: one word, ten and a half. But wasn't the Torah kept letter for letter? Yes, but still, because it was on so many countries and they oh. came together, oh. they were then yeah. somebody had to cl- clean it up, so to speak. Ma-
1: mention how many copyist errors there were before they really standardized yeah. it.
0: <laughs> you know, even today, there is, the, the, there is a computer that checks Mezus' film and Sefer that the computer program finds mistakes that 10 scribes cannot catch. 10 scribes. You take a mezuzah you give it to 10, ten scribes. That's a business. That's a job. They check, check the mezuzah. They check. Go, 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 go. Put it the computer, extra buzz. Because a human being has 10% error. Something like this, they say. The best, the best uh, person who checks. We're talking about human beings wrote the Torah, not angels. So they made mistakes. But it was different mistakes. They they, they, the great rabbis had to sit together and, and from enough copies to come to the conclusion what's the right, what's the right version of every verse. Yeah. Again, it wasn't mistakes, big mistakes, but in spelling. In this page, you can write otan bitavav, you can write otan Sometimes e is u, sometimes u is e. It's, it's complicated. The fourth time is on Parsha's staff, page 665. 665, yeah. This Parsha, by Ikra, the old book of Leviticus, is coming after the second part of the book of Shemot. What was the second part of the book of Shemot? Building a sanctuary for God. Why you build a sanctuary for God? because of the gold, an atonement for the golden calf, right? And the sanctuary for God are going to be put in, what are they going to put in there? The Ark of the Covenant. And this will be the place of, of sacrificing The holiest place on earth. A home for God on earth. What could be bad, bigger than that? That the Jewish people, a day after Yom Kippur, Moses is coming down and he tells the Jews, made a big fundraiser, let's build a temple, yeah? And in two days, the fundraising was done. Every, the, all the money was given, and Moses said, "Enough! I have too much money, too much stuff." Okay, it. it's too much. It's too much. We will not bring you more. They put together the temple, and they built it. And came Rosh Chodesh Nissan, Rosh Chodesh Nissan is not this Shabbos, next Shabbos. Rosh Chodesh Nissan came, the beginning of the month of Nissan, and it was the inauguration of the temple. And seven days was Moses was putting together the temple, he was dedicating the temple, the temple himself, and the team and the people who serve in the temple. While well, the people who serve the temple, Aaron and his sons. This this thing is really making Aaron to be the high priest and his sons the the priest, the coins. He was calling a doll the high priest and his sons were calling a the regular priests. And to how they dedicate them, they made, God said to make special clothing. Every coin used to wear four pieces of garment. The high priest were wearing, was wearing eight pieces of garment with the breastplate and the tits and the forehead and a special head. was a whole operation. And Moses asked to dedicate a temple, not anybody else. Seven days, they're taking the saw, putting it together, you go putting it together to train, to train themselves, because it was a portable temple that they needed to know how to fold it and and build it. That on page 665, we read a little bit about the inauguration of the temple. Mount you want to read?
6: God spoke to Moses, saying, take Aharon and persuade him to come along with his sons, take the garments, the anointing oil, the sin offering bowl, the two rams, and the basket of unleavened bread, and assemble the entire community at the entrance of the tent of meeting.
0: Bring the entire community and, go ahead, Moshe.
6: Moshe did as God had commanded him. The community assembled at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Moshe said to the community, These things that I'm about to perform before you, God has commanded me to do. Moshe brought Aharon and his sons near and immersed them in water. He placed the tunic upon Aharon, girded him with the sash, clothed him with the robe, placed the apron upon him, girded him with the decorative band of the apron and an adornment with him. He placed the breastplate upon him and he inserted the urine, uh, the two beam.
0: Okay, basically he got Aaron and he put it, dressed him up and then he went ahead with his sons and he put them, in the next page you see, he puts it on his head, the special head. And then he, then he took oil number 10 Moshe took, uh, Mr. Gavin, you want to read number (coughs) ten?
7: Excuse me. Moshe took the anointing oil and anointed the sanctuary and everything inside it, and thus sanctified it. He he sprinkled from the anointing oil upon the altar seven times. He anointed the altar and all its apparatus, as well as the washstand and its base, to sanctify them.
0: Okay, he anointed the he anointed the coins, he anointed the temple, he anointed the sacrifices. Go ahead, one more.
7: He poured some of the anointing oil upon Aaron's head and anointed him to sanctify him.
0: Yeah, he poured on he Aaron's head and he sanctified him. Then he continued to do what? Moshe brought Aaron's sons.
4: Moshe brought Aaron's sons near and clothed them with tunics, girded them with sashes and t- and. Tied high hats, turbans
0: on them, as God had commanded Moshe. Very good. Then in number 16, 15, you read that Moses slaughtered. Uh, the, there was three sacrifices to be brought in the to the temple on the day. As it's written in number fifteen. Uh, Moshe slaughtered, slaughtered the, uh, one animal, right? Right. and a white. Right. That's it, number fifteen. Then it's written number eight, uh, 19. He slaughtered another animal. Moshe slaughtered, slaughtered it and dashed it under, under sacrifice. Then he comes to the third sacrifice on page 669. The third and last sacrifice, number 23. Moshe slaughtered it. If you look. On the Hebrew side, one, two, three, four, five. Five lines from the top. It's beginning a new, mm-hmm. a new sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaishchat, Any yeah. slaughtered in top of the world, there is, there is a shalshalet. Va'yishchat. What's the shalshelet? Hesitated. What? Hesitated. Moses hesitated? What was he hesitating?
1: He wasn't a priest?
0: Oh, and some people say he hesitated because he had to give over the control over the temple and he's not the high priest. Because it's written in the Medrash that how Moses, Moses was supposed to be also the high priest in the beginning. When he lost it. He lost it. And Moses met God the first time at the burning bush. Moses said, no, I don't well, what was the Moses' excuse? Was
3: slow speech.
0: Slow speech. What God told them, therefore, what should I do? What are they I'll going give to you do? Aaron. <laughs> I'll give you Aaron, right? And Aaron will help you. Ah. Give you Aaron, right? I wanted to give you to be the king and the high priest. You don't want. Give Aaron to be the high priest. You don't want the full job? Fine, you'll spit it. Aaron. That's when Aaron became the that's when Moses lost it, the message says, and Aaron got it. Here it's become it's the reality of it. But to say that Moses was hesitating for personal purposes, nah, we expect from Moses better than that. Moses was ready to give his life for the Jewish people and told God about the golden calf, he raised me from your book. Now, when he gives Aaron to be the high priest, he feels left out. Now, we, don't, we give Moses more credit than that.
1: Maybe Aaron's not good enough because of the golden calf?
0: But Hashem said to be given to Aaron, obviously it's good. Maybe, maybe it's the Parsha of this speech. What happened? page 479. Four, 679, four, six, four, six, I'm sorry, 679. <coughs> In Parsha Shemini, finally came the day and the inauguration of the temple took place. And Aaron came in, and a fire from heaven came down. Right, and what happened? The two sons, Nadav and Avihu. What happened to the two sons? They,
5: they went, went into the fire.
0: Let's read it. Go
2: ahead. Uh, uh, this is the passing of Nadav, Nadav and Avihu. Avihu. Each of Aaron's sons, Nadav and Avihu, took his own fire pan. They put fire in them and placed incense on top, and they brought an extraneous fire before God, which He had not commanded them to bring. Fire came out from before God and consumed them and they died before God.
0: Whoa! not even a view were the two young leaders who were supposed to take over after Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron were brothers. Not and a view were brothers too. They were the next generation leadership. And what happened there? They came in. Good they got too excited. They took the incense and they brought it into the holy of Holies and the died. Moses hesitated. He knew the importance of the Ark of the Covenant. He understood the gravity of the, of, of the temple, of the concept of incense, that you don't offer incense, only what God says. He says, as long as I'm in control, things will be under control. There will be no mistakes. Well, there's nobody in, what well, not. He says, I'm going to give over to Aaron. Not only Terran. Giving it over to the young generation, to his sons. Who knows what's going to be there?
1: He didn't trust his nephews?
0: Moses, deep down, he had a feeling. They you real. know, young people get excited. It's they not that he real. didn't trust them. They, they were so oh, They were so excited about God that they didn't have the self-control that needed to be. To They were, they had spiritual anorexia. That's what they had.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
2: trying to figure that one out. I, th- I think they have an overabundance of zeal.
0: They were consumed by the love of God. Okay. That's what really happened to him. And Moses had a feeling it might go too far. That when he slaughtered the last animal, and he was, you know, that this is it, it was like, where are we going with it? Is this the right thing? he knows Hashem says that this needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But it was a very hard for him, this dilemma, to give it over. Not because he wanted to be the leader, because he was afraid you're entrusting the most important thing that you have in the end of somebody else. And you're asking yourself, does he really know what he's having in his hand? I mean it
1: giving Trump the nuclear code? <laughs> 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 no, no. No, no. No politics. No, no.
0: <laughs> then then what I mean to say is he gave but why he gave it? Because ultimately, we have to give over to the new generation, to the young generation. Even if you don't like it. Even it might be mistakes. The Rebbe, when he became a Rebbe, he established right away the Yut, the Lubavitch Youth organization. And he said, it's not about the passport, it's about your spirit. And he says, the youth will conquer will conquer the world. The youth will go out and they will change around. He says, the people are older already set in their ways he sent out the young people to go to every city to every place to open Chabad this, to change the world And that's how he changed the world and he's continuing to change every minute because you have to entrust the youth even that sometimes yeah they will make a mistake but keeping it to the old guys keeping it by keeping the kids by us we're going nowhere with it there is no future this is the fourth time of the Shashelet these four Shashelet were in the Torah but after these four, no more hesitations. We do all this post